All right. We are uh, here for it. Yes, there is one. All the coaching seats have been taken except for one. Washington's remains vacant as Mike McDonald or MacDonald, to be specific. You know, the most insulting part of this MacDonald story is apparently his wife was a former uh, Redskin cheerleader. I mean, maybe that's really? why maybe that's why they didn't, she knew how bad the stadium was. Right. Interesting. <laughs> maybe she said, look, this is a really bad stadium, so you don't want to be any part of it. You there's, know? A, there's a joke that's just right there and I'm yeah. not taking it, <laughs> not taking it. You you can anybody uh, else can just run with that if you like. Yeah. Anyway, that was uh, rough. Um, to hear that news today, but again, not shocking. When a guy goes for the second interview in person and you didn't close it when you had the chance, you know there that's the possibility that, that lies out there that he could end up somewhere else. And he has. He is now going to be the new uh, the new coach of the Seattle Seahawks. The younger Pete Carroll, thirty six years young. Pete Carroll, of course, seventy two. Uh, he replaces him. And now uh, Mike McDonald is um, the Seahawks coach, and the commanders are searching uh, still. Dan Quinn, Anthony Weaver, uh, Aaron Glenn are three coaches they've interviewed twice already. They interviewed Eric Bieniemy once, who's already in-house. They could do the Jim Zorn thing, I suppose, from 2009 uh, if they uh, needed to. Yeah, I'd rather uh, not. At this point, yeah. I mean, I guess you could do that, but... Until unless they change course, unless they reopen their, you know, their focus, which would again mean either a Belichick or Vrabel, who are the other two, you know, kind of the biggest, most credentialed coaches available at this point. Uh, it looks like you're picking from that that either a Dan Quinn, as one of my uh, friends explained to me earlier or tells me earlier, he's the Gen X Ron Rivera, um, forty three and forty two Super Bowl loss, a memorable Super Bowl loss though, I would say. True. You know, if you're going to lose the Super Bowl, man, be remembered. I mean, 28-3 gag against the Patriots. Everybody knows where they were that night. Um, and, of course, you got Anthony Weaver, who's with the Ravens, been the associate head coach with with John Harbaugh, has had a lot of different responsibilities besides just coaching the D-line. And, of course, uh, Aaron Glenn, who's the D coordinator for the Lions. I'll say this about Aaron Glenn. You know, the defense wasn't great, but he did maximize what they had. I mean, their talent was not awesome and they, they had, had some injury issues they had too. a ton of injuries yeah. in the secondary i thought they did it again for a half they had the 49ers fooled i mean they did for a half now granted you know the offense didn't do his defense any favors in the second half when they're gift wrapping the football on the 25 yard yeah, line and there's that yeah and not getting points whether you like what dan campbell did or not they needed to get points and they didn't so anyway all that being said so those are the three guys that are there i, I again i'm team call vrabel but i don't i don't believe that's probably in their dna at this point think they've done their due diligence probably and feel that he's not going to work into their structure or um you know that it's just not a fit for whatever reason which is frustrating because again he's clearly the best guy available that's under 70 well let's go this route all right have they been too careful and too measured in this sort search Mm -hmm. to their detriment have they been too careful I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I don't, I would like to know. Like, did they like really look into it? You know what I mean? I don't know if they if they looked into all these guys. Like I said, or do they? You know, they they kind of go through the agents ahead of time to say, here's what our structure is. Would you be interested in it? Although, boy, you wish you would have done that better with Brian Johnson or Ben Johnson rather. Uh, so you would have known that before he got you know stiffed the last minute. That would have been helpful too. But it's hard to say what what exactly they did. 
Yeah. I, I think there's certain, sure. you know, again, Rand Carthan, was it, was it as simple as that? Is it like Adam Peters calling Rand Carthan in Tennessee going, hey, what happened there? You know, because they're buddies. They worked in San Francisco together. They know one another. Does he say, well, this guy, you know, again, two, two uh, GMs that he didn't like working with. Right. Maybe they feel he's difficult, right? Maybe they think he's difficult. I'm not sure. Is uh, that the same reason you don't call Jim Harbaugh at all? Yeah, I think Harbaugh is another interesting case. Like, why would he have never been on your radar? Is it because, hey, I was in San Francisco, I know how that worked? Or was it, hey, Jim Harbaugh really has one job in mind? Um, Could have been that. You know, he's not going anywhere but the Chargers. Um, The Falcons were happy to bring him in for an interview just to, you know, maybe wake up Bill Belichick, and that didn't work. And Bill still stuck to his guns, and then you ended up, you know, going with Raheem Morris, so... I don't know that that's a that's a fair question. I don't know if we'll get all the answers to these things and it's and I'll say this I'll say this about this group. They have been very good at keeping it under wraps. Like these leaks and True, these assumptions yeah. have not come from them. Unlike the previous guy, you know, and the previous owner, they were they were notorious for that. You knew exactly where it was coming from because the president would call, you know, you knew who who they were filtering their their stuff through. But at this point you know, again, Dan Quinn, if nothing else, and it's not exciting, it's not going to, you know, increase season ticket sales for sure, but at least you know what he his baseline is as a head coach. True. You know, there's some good there. There's not good. He's got to get a good offensive coordinator immediately. If he's not keeping Eric Bieniemy, he better find somebody that you know damn sure is going to hit the ground running because you have a big decision to make with that second overall pick uh, in terms of quarterbacks. You better have the right OC because clearly all the guys that we're naming – even if you widen this widen the search with Vrabel are all defensive guys. Yep. There's no offensive offensive people left at this point. Uh by the way, Brian in, in Hampton in the on the text line said, damn, calling us crazy uh <laughs> just because this non crazy fans or crazy Allen fans are not calling in. Don't call us all crazy. I'm offended. L O L Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like what was why of a sudden, like on Wednesday of this week is this suddenly a big deal? I don't get it. Because they won't let it go. <laughs> Best guy around under 70 is clearly Seal. Oh, my God. Oh, Breeze in a 757 is so Seal-centric. What is up with Seal? How did this become a thing again? <laughs> he keeps making it a thing. I mean, what is up with Seal? <laughs> so weird. Uh, Barry we got Seal on the show. Barry in Smithfield says, um, uh, is, it, is it a good college coach that could uh, jump into the, the Redskins hunt? He goes, wasn't Gruden talking about coming back into coaching? Would the commanders entertain? No. John Gruden? Oh, God, no. No. No, 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 no. Can't do that. Yeah, not at Dan all. Dan would have. Yeah, yeah, Dan would have. I mean, again, Dan tried to get John the first time, and they ended up with Jay. So, anyhow. Yeah, no, I, I definitely do not think that's going to happen. I mean, I think as I understand it anyway, their emails are already audited over there, so that probably wouldn't go well. Uh, Barry in Smithfield says, by the way, I'm a Ravens fan. I'm still sick about the very bizarre play calling. My Ravens buddy said, let it go. If I could, I would have one question in which John Harbaugh has to answer me straight up. It would be, John, why didn't you override Munkin's run game plan? Very bizarre. Uh, First, what I've seen uh, 16 years from the Ravens. Yeah. Or just, you know, like usually these head coaches, I think John's in the headset, right? Like they're on the headset. You'd think so. They can they can jump in. They they definitely can jump in and say, Hey man, what's going on here? What remember we have Gus Edwards, remember we have Lamar Jackson, the uh greatest uh running quarterback in the NFL. What are we doing here? Yeah. What are we doing uh-huh. here? Uh huh. It's so bizarre. 
Anyway, 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494. Um, if you want to hit us up via the text line, Commanders, I'll get to the poll question on the other side as well. We've got uh, some of those numbers to get to and what the fan base would like to see at this point. And whether or not anybody's listening, your guess is as good as mine. Um, and they're certainly not listening to our MVP votes. All right. Uh, again, we got Billy Currington tickets and Kip Moore with special guest Larry Fleet. We'll give away before 7 o'clock, so be able to listen out for that. Show comes up on May 3rd, Atlantic Union Bank Pavilion. Scott Jackson's our Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. All right, we are uh, brought to you by Larry King Law. Our uh, poll question of the day brought to you by Dominion Floor Coverings. Um, there's only two O's in floors, even though today I put three for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, now that Mike McDonald is out, what should the commanders do right now? 49.7% of you percent of you like my out-of-the-box idea of just calling Vrabel back uh, or just calling him. I don't know if they've ever called him. Uh, well, a friend. It's been so tight-lipped that who yeah. knows? Uh, poor Dan Quinn's running a distant third. Anthony Weaver second at 27%, followed by Dan Quinn at 16.1%. You mean poor Dan Quinn, who's probably going to get the job yeah, and get right, paid? Right, right, Uh Aaron Glenn, uh, 7.2, is in fourth place. For those of you scoring at home, that's what it looks like. All right, 757-687-9494. Uh, uh, Owen, who's a Buckeye fan, says, um, and a Washington football fan for 48 years, live in Ohio, get Mike in. Rick from Ohio. He probably knows because he's Rick's bro, also a Buckeye. Look at that. All right. Rick from Ohio probably knows him. Who's Rick from Ohio? What is this guy talking about? I feel like I'm in like some type of warped uh, conversation. I, I feel like we're getting a lot of that today. I don't know. Like At least he didn't argue with me about who the MVP should be, like I'm voting on it or something. But anyway. All right. Christopher Seymour says, I don't want to give Mike Vrabel a call, period. I am tired of NFL retread head coaches. Ex-NFL coaches, not lots, didn't get to go through NFL teams. All right. Well, you're kind of stuck with retreads Well, I mean, now, at this point, then that means you're picking between Weaver and Glenn, I guess, which is or enemy, right? Because there's the only three people involved here that have not been head coaches. Uh, Christopher does not have a good feeling about Dan Campbell either. Okay. Got lots of jobs. He's had lots right. of jobs in the NFL. Right. Where's defensive coach? He ranked in the NFL number one defense. Yeah, he had excellent defense. There's no question. They had a bad last game, though. Dan Campbell resurrected the Lions. Yeah. The Lions. Correct. Can we not give him a little credit for that? That's kind of important. Um, but anyway, yeah. Dan Campbell was good. Uh, Dan Quinn, again, went to a Super Bowl, which isn't an easy thing to do in his career. Yes, but it is not. Ex- I, I do understand. That it's not exciting. Trust me. If we just said at the beginning of this race, hey, man, you're going to end up with Dan Campbell or Dan Quinn, excuse me. And I'm, I'm getting my Dan's confused, damn it. Uh, I would have been, been, yeah, that's not that's not totally exciting. Agreed. But here is where we are, as they say. Let's grab uh, Clay in Virginia Beach. What's up, Clay? How you doing? You're up here on the uh, Scott Jackson show. Yeah, I'm backtracking to the Ravens. You got it. So I agree with the statements that Harbaugh should have changed the offensive game plan, you know, mid-game. I agree that they should have run the ball more. But don't they have, like, a pre-meeting before the game even happens? Yeah, and of course. the quarter says, all right, here's my plan. Yeah, And absolutely. Harbaugh goes, really? You're going to throw the ball 82% of the time? No. <laughs> it should have happened. The meeting should have happened before the first – before the kickoff. No question. Uh, it should have happened before, before – and they do all that stuff that you're talking about. They have these little things called – Halftime adjustments. They've got these things going on in the game where they all get the old iPad and they talk about what they've been doing the previous drive. But 
Yeah, it was weird. I mean, the fact that it was only the one design run, it was that fourth down run, and Jackson had a good run for him. Now, somebody said to me, well, you know, he does have the ability to, you know, some of those some of those uh, run zone replays, pull out of it or what have you, uh, you know, and call and go to pass, what, you know, read option plays. I'm like, yeah, he couldn't have had that many times where he thought about not thro- not handing it off and instead throwing it. It seems kind of crazy. And also, to the Chiefs' credit, they did limit the number of possessions the Ravens had by a lot with the 37 to, what, 22 and change time of possession, right? So, I mean, they, they well, did. I thought it was do- a good yeah. thing for the Chiefs. I mean, these guys yep. that are used to scoring fast. Yep. As the Dolphins fans, we score fast, but it doesn't, yep. it doesn't help your defense any. Right. And for them to, to change the offensive scheme, to have a 75-yard, nine-minute drive, keep Lamar off the field, I mean, the Chiefs outcoached, outplayed that entire game. Well, they're, like they're there every year or something, well, which they are. But, I mean, look, nobody's <laughs> been better in the playoffs in the last two decades as a defensive coordinator uh, than Steve Spagnola. And he's also been excellent, an excellent regular season this year as well. And this is what he does this time of year. I mean, this is, I mean, it was mastery uh, with what he did in that football game to Todd Munkin. Young, young, and Todd Munkin hopefully will learn something from this because, you know, he's, he had a really good year, was getting a lot of love. And he did get some, remember, he was getting some interviews early in this process too. And now I'm sure this is a bit of a reality check for him after a game like that. The scary thing with the Chiefs is how young that defense is. Right. So you have, you have a young, good, cheap defense and you have Mahomes, I mean, it could be another five years before somebody knocks these guys off. Well, I mean, you would always think, like, well, they're going to have a year where Mahomes isn't fully healthy and he doesn't win it. Well, that was supposed to be last year, right? Like, you know, and they did have the one year in 2020, obviously, where they got thumped by the uh, Buccaneers where he wasn't healthy or their offensive line wasn't healthy, and they lost that game. But even last year, right, he came through less than himself, um, you know, and were able to win that Super Bowl, even though he was not – you know, he had that high ankle sprain that he was dealing with early in the playoffs and I think a twisted knee as well. So, yeah, it's a frustrating world if you're in the AFC because you know you're going to have to run through this guy for a long time. You're going to run into him for a very long time unless, of course, he goes and plays baseball for a few years. <laughs> you know, As a Dolphins fan, that's my only hope. <laughs> All right. All right, good stuff. Thanks, Clay. Hang in there, buddy. Appreciate it. All right, man. Listen, uh, the Dolphins made some good strides. They, they, did, they just fell. I mean, they tattered with injuries at the end of the year. That yeah. defense that defense fell to pieces. They had pass rushers basically off the street. So yeah, that's that, not going to work. Yeah, that was tough. Um, our guy Brees in the seven five seven says the Commanders and Orioles fans. It's been so tough. I console myself by listening to Early's ninety Grammy winners. Oh, he's he's the Seal guy. Now he's explaining to me. <laughs> so as an Orioles and Commanders fan, he's been listening to Seal. Well, the Orioles you should be celebrating. Yeah, especially after this past yeah. year, and yeah. you know what just happened. Exactly. Uh, Cliff in Hampton says, oh, my Lord, is Joe Gibbs still? Yes, Joe Gibbs. Don't say that. He's very much alive. Joe Gibbs 3.0. I hear you. Let's go that route. That he was might in be. Norfolk not too long ago. Yeah. He's was at always... the App State game. Was he at the App State game? Yeah. Was that, was that true? I'll have to ask, have to ask somebody. I, yeah. saw, I saw the picture, but now, now you're reminding me that I can't trust a single picture ever anymore. Right. We so. were wondering if that was legit or not. Because like, I, I would have thunk, like, again, a stadium, that would have Spread like wildfire. You right? would like to think so. Right. But he wasn't a sweet. I was actually a sweet for that game, too. Yes, you were. <laughs> come to think of it. Come to think of it. I was a sweet. 
Who knows? Coach Joe could have been right next to me the whole night. I'm pretty sure he was <laughs> in one of them. walked right by I'm pretty him. sure he was in one of them 50-yard line <laughs> ones, though. I think he was in the nicer yeah, suite. Yeah, I think he was I was in an end zone suite. He was in the 50-yard Visiting AD suite, probably. Yeah, probably so. They like have to give it to Joe. That's part of the deal for his grandkid to play there. Anyway, yeah, Joe, yeah, I don't think Joe's coming back. That's okay. Joe did his, man. Joe deserves everything he gets in, in racing and everything else. He doesn't, well, he doesn't need to come back and save the franchise. And this has been really, sadly, this has been seriously what's been – plaguing in big picture of the franchise right trying to recreate something you cannot recreate frankly they, that's been the problem they really need to move past that and it's weird because harris obviously is in the, in the business partnership with joe right they're invested in joe's and there's nothing wrong with having joe around don't don't get me wrong but it's like it's great but this is not his expertise area anymore area of expertise anymore that's at it, nascar if they're putting together a race team he's my guy well, you know, you're not going to get Joe on the horn in the next couple of weeks anyway, because Daytona 500 exactly. is two weeks away. Exactly. Exactly. Somebody in the 757 says, how about Spags is the head coach of the Commanders? There was a time. That would be way, sneaky, though. There was a time that they tried to do that. Um, that was, again, the Jim Zorn year. That Spags was one of the guys. He had no interest. He went to New Orleans, right? He went to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Failed miserably, by the way. Yeah, and it's funny because he is not – you talk about people go, oh, retreads. He has not gotten a chance to really be the, quote, retread coach, right? Because of uh, his time was just not really good. He, he's not been the guy who's getting the uh, the moment to do it. He's at 64 now, I think. And, yeah, I mean, I just think he is one of those guys. And there's nothing wrong with this. And it doesn't – I hope it doesn't sound bad. But he's just a great coordinator. And that's not ju- – I mean, he's one of the best. And he's in a great spot. Why on right. earth would you leave there? It's like Richie Pettibone was a great defensive coordinator. Buddy Ryan was a great defensive coordinator. Buddy, you know, he had some okay success as head coach, but they'd lose in the playoffs early uh, every time in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Then he went to Arizona, and he was a, just kind of a disaster by the time he got there. But, yeah, Spags, um, yeah, it was St. Louis. Not, 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 I said New Orleans. It was St. Louis. I think he was 1-15 his first year. Okay, here I got it. 7-9, 2-14. 2-14. That he was the interim coach of the Giants in 2017, but yeah, I mean, he was 10 and 38. And granted, this is what 2009, 2010, yeah. 2000. Yeah. It's a long time ago, but he's never like kind of positioned himself. It doesn't feel like in a spot where he's going to do that again. It just feels like he's in a good place, you know. And and, and when great? you're in a good place, why on earth would you go? No, look, he's been he's been fantastic. Uh, what he's done, yeah. After the Rams, I'm sorry, he went to after the Rams fired him. He went to. It was one-year D coordinator in New Orleans. Then was with the Ravens for a few years, then back into the Giants' world. And then the Chiefs and Reed picked him up in 2019. He was actually out of football for a year in 2018. Hard to believe. Hell of a coach. I mean, he's, again, props to him. He, he definitely, like you say, who out-coached who, right? Yeah, no doubt. That day, and that's exactly what happened, you know? Uh, that's exactly what happened. All right, 757-687-9494, 757 Ninety-four, ninety-four. The other, the other guy I had thought of when he brought up Spags. <laughs> if you want to really be have fun with this thing, let's do it. Uh, why not Greg with three G's Williams, <laughs> the Bounty Gate uh, defensive wow. coordinator? He was Joe Gibbs' D coordinator in Joe Gibbs two point wow. He was supposed to be supposed to be the heir apparent to Joe, right? Like that was right, the whole thing. Yeah. We brought Greg Williams yeah. in from Buffalo. He was associate head coach. When Joe retires, Greg Williams will run this team. It'll be a seamless operation. Well, they got to that point, and everybody's like, wow, Dan doesn't like Greg because Greg doesn't like Dan. Because Greg's like not going to kiss the ring. Greg doesn't have time to like do your photo op on the field. Mm-hmm. Greg, 
with three G's. He's got time to kick your ass. That's all he had time That's for. That's right. That's who he was. And he wasn't forever. He was not particularly chummy with the media either. Uh, he could be really difficult to deal with. But, dude, the guy, Greg Williams got results. And pretty much got results wherever he went. And now even goofing around with this, well, I guess it's a, U, what's it called now? The UFL? Yeah. So he was the XFL Defenders D coordinator last year. Mm-hmm. And they were awesome. Like, they were really, really good, right? And then he's, you know, so he's still, I guess he's going to do that this year. I don't know. He didn't get any, football, like, NFL jobs or anything. And, of course, he was stained from the bounty gate. He had to go and hiding, remember that. And he came out, and he looked like a different person. He lost, like, all his weight, and he had, like, a goatee. Yeah. And, like, he, like, I didn't recognize him when I first saw him on yeah. TV. He looked yeah. like modern. He, like, modernized himself. <laughs> Dude's a great defensive coach. Now, I think he had a really – was it with the Jets where he had a really bad ending where, like, that one game – I think that was the end of his NFL career – was like his last year with the Jets, he, he was just doing crazy stuff like, hey, it's fourth and 35, and he's going to send out a, a zero blitz. <laughs> and then they got beat over the top or something awful, and people are just destroying Greg uh, with three Gs. And it's like, oh, man. That sounds about right. Yeah, but that's the way he wants to go down. He's not playing prevent, right? Like no. Greg Williams doesn't play prevent. And I get it. If you're a Vikings fan and a far fan, you hate Greg Williams. But let me tell you something. You can talk to any player – that ever played for Greg Williams. They, well, maybe not LeVar Arrington. But if you talk to any player <laughs> not named LeVar Arrington that played for Greg Williams, they freaking love him. They swear by him. Yeah, like that's that's they, very true. They, they are so loyal to him. And they were so excited about him um, over the years. So, anyway. All right. Let's get to uh, some other items coming up here. Greg Olson, another Greg. Uh, he's got an interesting situation coming up. The Number one broadcaster on Fox uh, said some things to the Dan Patrick show this week about uh, his future now that Tom Brady's about to take his job. We'll get to that coming up. Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We're brought to you by Larry King Law. James Witham's got your sports center. All right, we got uh, big NBA news to get to in the next segment of what we missed. I was listening to a clip from um, the Dan Patrick show. It must have been from yesterday because it was this morning. The show's on later in the day when I was listening to it. And uh, Greg Olson, the... Fox, number one, well, I guess no longer, right, because their season's over. Former number one analyst with Kevin Burkhart was asked about, you know, his future uh, with with Fox and, you know, whether or not he was looking to, uh, you know, go elsewhere or what have you. And, he's, you know, he admitted that he knew what he was getting into with the whole Brady situation, Brady Loom and all that stuff. Uh, and Patrick has him, he has to get traded, you know, because like, you know, there's been network <laughs> trades here recently, right? That's true. And he said he wasn't one to, to do anything like that because, again, he had his eyes open. But he did say, like, now that he's tasted the big games being on the number one crew, that's his goal. Like, that's what he wants to continue to do. Clearly, that's not going to be the case at Fox right now. No. So it does beg the question, like, if you're out there and I don't know, let's just say, for example, there's this big game coming up next week and you're CBS and your guy bombs. Uh, and people continue to question, you know, whether or not Jim, 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 Jim is up for the job anymore. Maybe, maybe old CBS would think about uh, bringing old Greg Olson over there. That would be interesting. And uh, doing that, but I don't know. I think, I think, uh, I don't know. I think the intervention with Romo has been okay. I, I, I don't know. I don't think they they're necessarily going to move on from it. But there had there were some rumblings last year about it. He's been better. It's still annoying at times, but he's been better. Yeah, he did cut down on his gyms this week. I think I told you that. Somebody I know started a drinking game and an over-under number on that, and he's he definitely was on the underside of it. So someone has gotten to him, uh, for, for at least on that front. We'll see, though. You know how it goes. Big games, um, big moments. 
how how does America with everybody watching more people than ever because the Swifties? I mean, you know, could that's be, right. Uh, you know, if he says something wrong about Taylor Swift again, you know, that could be the end of him. Yeah, that could end him. And then there you go, Greg. There you go. And Greg Olson slides in. Boom. All right. Seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. I like Greg Olson. I, and I, I'm with him. I think he should subscribe to be the number one. I couldn't even tell you the order of the Fox people. Honestly, not past them. Like no. who's two? I don't even. I mean, I don't even I know don't what's know. considered number two over there. I have no idea. I probably could find out if I really cared enough to, but I don't. So that's understandable. Yeah, let's grab uh, Paulie in Norfolk. What's happening, Paulie? Scotty Jacks, what's up, man? What's you are, buddy. James, you bugging? I'm bugging. Hell to the W. Gonna say what I do this time, Paulie. Hey, listen, listen. You should never have Doug Williams on. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. He's coming for you. What's going on with you, man? Tell him. Doug, Doug was not worse at nothing. Listen, man. And then you got the nerve to do this on on, on the eve of Black History Month. You know what I mean? You ain't reading the room. <laughs> That's tomorrow, Paulie. Exactly. I said on the eve of Black History Month. You ain't reading the room, bro. No, no, look, 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 Polly. I I did I prefaced it I prefaced it by saying I did preface it by saying that it does not diminish it does not diminish what the cultural significance was. I was very clear about that. Listen, listen, you still got an invitation, but we took away your plus one to the cookout. <laughs> Scott, you can't come now. Yeah, I know James is just trying to, you know, just trying. Did. Scott Jackson did, man. We might let Scott DJ. Thank you. Oh, nice. All right, DJ. I'd be in for that. Hey, man. Yeah, man. Nah, Doug. Got, listen, man. Come on, man. Doug, Doug was Doug was would have been one of the greatest of all time, man. We all know the, the circumstances and situations, man. You know, he got blackballed and all that. You know, he. He was like Ali in a sense where it took him out in his prime. You know what I mean? Come on, man. I, I ain't calling him the greatest of all time. I'm just saying. But, you know, he had to leave when he was in his prime. And to come back the way he came back, come on, man. You dug him. If anybody it had to be uh, your man from up there, Foles, what the Foles ever do, man? He did the same thing Doug did, got him a Super Bowl run. But outside of that, what did he do? He, he was went to all these teams, supposed to be the starter, and flopped everywhere he went. He was only good in Philly. Yeah. You know, Chip Kelly actually got the best up. year out of him. You know what I mean? He was on listen, all he was was a side chick. He was a good side chick. That's it, man. <laughs> but he does have a statue, Polly. Come on, well, it's gotta count for something. Wild, right? though? Like you think about hey, them and the Giants. Crazy, the, them and the Giants <laughs> in, you know, we know this. Philly people are crazy. Well, right. that's true. Three Come of the on, teams man. in that division, though, when you think because Doug wasn't the start of the year, won Super Bowls with their backup quarterbacks, right? Washington, Philly. And obviously the Giants did with Hosteller. So it's kind of kind of a weird, that is weird. anomaly. Listen, here's the thing. If Wentz didn't get hurt, that year they would have won. Oh, Wentz, Wentz was, was excellent. that good that year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But listen, Jay Schrader wasn't winning no Super Bowl. No. Bro. No. <laughs> no. We know that. That never would have happened, man. You know what I mean? No. Uh, John Elway would have had three instead of two. You know what I mean? But yeah, Doug. I mean, um, James. You got, you know, you got to earn your way back, man. You know what I mean? like I'll do it. I'll do it, Polly. I promise. <laughs> I love the people hey, that man, want I to take out easy, Joe man. Namath. I, I think it's funny, man. People are crushing Joe Namath. Yeah, but come on, man. He's in the Hall yeah. of Fame, I mean, man. That, listen, man. Yeah, that that hurt though too. That's all the Jets got. Y'all don't do that, don't. Yeah, Jets yeah. yeah, you can't do <laughs> That's the Jets. That's all they got. Yeah. You know what I mean? But look, man. 
So who the next head coach going to be? Anybody got predictions? Anybody still want to predict? I think Jim Zorn's <laughs> in line. Um, you could see. Uh, I like the Greg Williams. That that Greg that's, Williams, that's got some yeah. legs. Yeah. What what was Reggie Barbo, the DC Defenders coach? What's he doing? <laughs> hey, exactly, exactly, man. I mean, everybody was loving the Ben Johnson dude. I told y'all it was it was, it was a smoke screen, man. But I don't really a smoke screen no by him or by somebody. <laughs> I think it was a smoke screen by him. But <laughs> I'm starting to think though. Listen. They don't, they don't, what's today? Wednesday, they don't have a coach by Friday. They're waiting for somebody on a 49ers staff. That's all. Have you, have you done any recent uh, runs in the 40? They would have had to have talked to them by now. Well, you would, like in the first go around, they could have talked to them, I'm saying. I don't, I don't think there's anybody on the 49ers staff this year that's, that uh, is on the head coaching front. Wilkes, I would have said at the beginning of the year, but I think their defense actually has gotten worse this year than they had, and they have more money invested in it than they did the previous two years. Hey, listen. Hey, listen, man. I don't know what in the hell they're doing. I don't think they're doing either. So, at that point, that was just a late hot take Tuesday, man. Oh, I got you. <laughs> late hot take <laughs> well, Tuesday. You know, yeah. I mean, they should have been had a coach. Welcome, uh, Brian Gracie, everybody. Yeah. One of the most attractive jobs. It's one of the most attractive jobs in the NFL this year. And we the last people to fill a seat. What's going on, man? Yeah. Well, maybe we yeah, aim man. too high. So, Barely aim too high. Yeah, man. So that's my whole thing. Just do something, man. It gotta be wait. It gotta be something special, uh, something out of the ordinary. So that's what I'm saying, man. It gotta be somebody for the Forty ers We don't know what he think. Hey, listen, he already ain't talking to Vrabel because of the whole uh, Carthorn thing, yep. which I think is messed up too. That's 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 some real Bruce Allen like uh, 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 territory right there. You're not talking to somebody because your friend don't like somebody. That's crazy. That's like somebody telling me uh, this movie sucks. And then I go see it, and the movie's good. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Just because you, he ain't got a good relationship with him, what they got to do with you? I you think more I mean? so. I think coach. more so with Vrabel is the fact that he wants more roster control, and, and that's supposedly one of the things that happened here with Johnson was he wanted roster control at least on the offensive side, and they weren't willing to give him that in addition to the years of the contract. So that could also be with Vrabel is that he wants you know control and that's why he and Belichick are both sitting on the sidelines right now cuz they don't want to work in inside teams front office structures Listen, all the ins and outs and all that I don't know I'm just saying yeah. on the surface Vrabel He's the best guy available Vrabel is the best guy yeah. available for yeah, sure he's a, Yeah he's a good football coach so yep. why are you not bring bringing him for an interview and if it does happen to do something with um Peters is is friends with Carthorn and Carthorn and and homeboy had that problem, then like I said, that's 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 a red flag right there. Yeah. That's some Bruce Allen stuff. Like he's a good football coach, he's a coach. You bring him you might can have a different relationship than he had. For all we know, Carthorn is the A hole. You know what I mean? Your friend is the A hole, not the, the guy. So I, I just think that's that's not good. That's kind of GM malpractice right there, man. Like, uh-huh. hey, he a good coach, bring him in. You never know. We need him at this point. If six other guys got jobs. Well, at this point, you can actually take your time because there's nobody. No other jobs are gonna. Nobody else is gonna take your guy. <laughs> yeah, but while you take your time, all the good assistant coaches is going to other jobs. Yeah, I, I mean, some of them staff? are. Yeah, some of them are. Yeah. No doubt. Well, I mean, again, they their staff is still locked in. You, you still got your crappy staff, leftover staff from before. You still got those guys. If nothing else, see, they're all see, still locked in. Give, now you're trying to give me a trigger. I know. But you do, you do understand that, though, right? <laughs> now you try to. Get you got, you got, th- you got all your staff still there, which is really scary. 
Uh, that's why they're hey, that's why they're trying to hire a defensive coach. Somebody to do the defense. They've already got the staff ready. So that's all. That's all that's missing. <laughs> hey, you know who else is missing? Chase Young. <laughs> they are about to put him on the bench. He might bench oh. him for the Super Bowl. Dude, he's been exposed, buddy. That's crazy. They've man. been running at him the whole playoffs. It's bad. Uh, look, that that makes Ron look good for the trade. But man, it make him look bad for that draft. Yeah, right, for the draft pick, right. So it's like no matter how you do it, it's like the house of mirrors on Ron. All right, Paulie, have a good one, man. We got a bolt. Have a good night. We'll talk to you soon. By the way, quit signing your Tech Sanchez. That was weird. He signed yeah, that his was weird. Sanchez. Don't do that again. Yeah, call yourself Paulie in the text. All right, 757-687-9494. All right, let's do this. We got a little bit of uh, NBA news, uh, something that nobody asked where the NBA is about to deliver. We'll get to that next in what we missed. Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. We're brought to you by Larry King Law. All right, next caller is going to see Billy Currington and Kip Moore with special guest Larry Fleet at the Atlantic Union Bank Pavilion on May 3rd. Uh, caller numero uno, 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494. phone line. James is standing by to take your information if you want to go see that show on May 3rd, but you got to call right this second. We're running short on time. All right, NBA today announced something that I don't think anybody asked for, but you're going to get it. The draft is going to be two nights now. You know, the NBA, I think the beauty of what they do is their draft is one night, first and second round, knocked out in one evening. But now instead, they're going to split it up on successive nights. Round one of the 26, so it makes sense, right, to have the first round first. Uh, at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, the second round, round two, that nobody cares about except for friends and family involved, is on the 27th, moving to ESPN Seaport District Studios in lower Manhattan. The NBA and Players Association today formalizing in agreement to make the changes from the traditional one-night event, according to ESPN. The first two rounds, the first round will continue, thank goodness, to have just five minutes between each pick. The second round will expand from two minutes to four minutes, so teams can just send picks to one another that they'll never use. So thank goodness that they're doing that. Again, this thing that you did not, did not ask for from the NBA, but they're going to give it to you anyway. Big news on Kent Bazemore. Um, Earlier as well that uh, you shared, James. It's cool to see Kent Bazemore back in balling. I kind of thought he was retired. So like, did I. I thought he meant it. But apparently he's not. So he's added to the swarm. Greensboro swarm for the uh, G League affiliate of the Hornets. And you and I have seen the Hornets this year. Kent Bazemore could help the Hornets. Yes, he could. Even at 34. And they 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 could be losing Terry Rozier at the at the deadline, or did they already lose? No, they already, yeah, lost they already him. got already Okay, well, well then there you go. Gave then, there's away, a spot right there. Gave him away to the Heat, which is ah, yeah, it's a joke. Um, what? Who's our winner, by the way? That is Greg in Suffolk. Nice. Congrats to Greg in Suffolk going to the Billy Currington and Kip Moore show with uh, Larry Fleet, the Atlantic Union Bank Pavilion. On May 3rd. All right, congrats to him. All right, we have more of those tickets tomorrow, right? And Absolutely, yeah. Thursday, so in Friday. So as far as we know. All right, we got people to thank. Thanks to uh, Chelsea James from the Washington Post talking baseball with us in the first hour about the Orioles sale and how that may impact the Nationals TV deal. Wood Seelig, Old Dominion Athletic Director, getting us up to speed on the NIL world and the rules, among other things going on at ODU. All right, uh, thanks to all you for joining us here on the What's Your Rank Wednesday edition. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Who knows? Maybe the Commanders will have a coach tomorrow. Maybe it'll be a bigger search. Who knows? Uh, They're the only team searching still. We'll uh, be with you tomorrow, 3 o'clock. Scott Jackson Show. We're represented by Larry Kinglaw. Injured in an accident. Call 757-INJURED. 757-INJURED for good friends at Larry King Law. We'll see you tomorrow, 3 o'clock.